Let's start rolling. <laughs> she just <laughs> That was nice eyes. <laughs> you got that down, She's girl. Like, this is getting real. <laughs> this is going live. Aloha. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? You are here at Remembering Venus, Simple Feminine Wisdom. I'm your host, Nicole Dawn, with co-host Keola Akana and special guest, Kimberly Truitt. Hello, beautiful people, beautiful souls out there. Thank you for tuning in. This is the first time we're doing Facebook Live as we do this podcast live. Don't forget to visit us um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. The show is called Remembering Venus Simple Feminine Wisdom with Nicole Dawn. There she is right there. You can find us at www.simplefemininewisdom.com. Yes, please subscribe and tell your friends about it. Hi, Kimberly. Hello, Nicole. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me in a part of this amazing show that I know is touching so many women and people all over the world. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, Keola. You know it's a team effort here. I'm just sitting shotgun, yes. enjoying the ride in the back seat, you know, listening to the conversation. But um, glad to be here. Got to ask the questions, got to learn a little bit from you ladies. As always, we start with those thank yous. Mahalo, creator. Thanks for this opportunity. We're here in beautiful Hawaii, sitting up on the 15th floor. So we've got the view of the ocean. We've got the elements here with us. And we hope to drop some knowledge. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, let's get to it. Um, we got to introduce this guest of ours. Yeah, we do. Kind of a, got a wide There's range a of, she's here, folks. of um, experiences. <laughs> this um, is Kimberly Truitt. She is a beautiful, strong fitness model and competitor who has had a lot of life experience and is here to share with us how she's really uh, tapped into her own strength and found healing and um good strong body along the way too <laughs> thank you thank you for that thank you and you've been so so tell us a little bit about you know kim we've known you for a while and and it's been such a pleasure because your roots come from mississippi can you believe yes. it, folks hawaii meets <laughs> mississippi, mississippi. Uh, so tell me how your journey took you from from the south all the way to the other south which is wow. south pacific uh, i feel so honored to to actually go into this beautiful journey with you guys. So born in Mississippi, you know, it's a town full of soul and uh, hometown of B.B. King, actually. So I grew up with a lot of blues music. And uh, our town was predominantly small. We had one Walmart, one high school. Wow. Everybody knew everybody. (laughs) I like it. So church on Sundays, my uncle is a pastor there and owns a couple of churches. So I grew up in the church. And also just growing up with family, I, uh, both of my grandmothers, well, one of my grandmothers had 14 children and my, Teen. my mom's mom had 10 children. Yes. So I grew up with a huge family connection. And that's also what I love about Hawaii. Hawaii is full of family love and unity. So that is um, something that I really, really appreciate here. So Ditto. moving from uh, Mississippi, I had the opportunity, my family and I relocated to Las Vegas so talk about culture shock. 
amazing experience of, of just being introduced to different culture outside of uh, my norm and what I was used to. And it's become a blessing now that I can connect with so many people. Cool. So you said you grew up with your mother's f- sisters had 14, your grandmother? Yes, my, my mother's mother had 14 children. Wow. So yeah. the family cookouts, <laughs> the dinners, the holidays... How did you guys manage to do that? Fun, yes. fun. We have fish fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know those. Nice, nice fish fry on Sundays after church, and lots of food, and good laughs, and dancing, and all that good, good stuff. Mm. And yes. growing up in the South, you know, we, you know, we hear through books and stories, and of course now with this, with this whole sort of renaissance and awakening to to the racial differences. How was it? Is it, is it, what is it like growing up in the South? Wow. Well, you know, I'll just give it to you real. You know, uh, my community was predominantly all black. Uh, I wasn't exposed to other cultures up until 16 when I moved to, to Las Vegas. So it's beautiful because in that experience, I became fascinated with the things that I wasn't exposed to. Yeah. And that's kind of led me on a journey of traveling around the world and full circle now here in Hawaii and embracing all the local culture here and food. And (laughs) and was it, is it, so when you were in the South, is it really sort of segregated? Like, like, you know, we see it on the news and books and media. Was it really a divide between like a a white population and a black population and, you know, that, that type of. I will say, you know, during my youth, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you had one side of town where it's predominantly all black, and then you had the other side of town where it was predominantly all white, but that was what we were used to. Right. You know, no one questioned it. That was the norm for me. And then once I had an opportunity to experience life in another city and another location, I was exposed to that. Was, that, so was the ch- that was the kind of the shocker. I'm not the shocker, but the... Wow, people hang out yes. together. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you seem to be Absolutely. immediately okay with getting out of your comfort zone, huh? 16's pretty early for that. Yeah, getting out of my comfort zone and uh, learning to embrace that and what that looks like for my life today. Uh, being here in Hawaii and learning to adjust to the community here, which is pretty easy. Everyone's so welcoming and loving and inviting, and uh, that's been a blessing as well. Nice. Yeah. I'm grateful for Hawaii, too. It's been a, <laughs> a different experience. I think any time when uh, we've had the opportunity to travel or come to a new place like this, uh, there is that initial shock, if you will, that comes yeah. with it being something different. But um, practicing getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, uncomfortable. That is, is an important work. thing, That's isn't work. it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So when was the first time you started to do your fitness competitions and things? Well, at the time, I was I was a tomboy, you okay. know, and uh, I grew up in the South and, you know, I played outside in, in cornfields and cotton fields and I wasn't into makeup and dresses and things like that. But I went to a show with a friend of mine and I was fascinated immediately with the women. And what I saw was confidence. I saw beauty. I saw the hard work they put into it. And I thought, wow. What would that look like? <laughs> what would that What would that transformation that, look like? And then I I, I got a trainer. <laughs> I got a trainer and took that journey on, and and it taught me so much about myself. Abs- yes. Nice. So the first step was getting a trainer, 
and you started working on the body physically. Did you know going into that that you were going to um, become a competitor and a model? I this? had no idea. I just knew something was speaking to me, and I, I gravitated towards it. And along the way, I've met some beautiful women um, and just sort of attached to their confidence and their journey and their discipline. It, it, it takes a lot of work. It's a lot of inner inner work and strength that you have to pull from to continue every day to discipline the dieting, the training, and then also get on a platform where everyone's going to basically judge you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So that that's the name of the, the game in bodybuilding. But like I said, it's very rewarding as well. So the, the, um, what is the fear factor with that? I mean, you, most people would look at that and say, hell no, I'm not going <laughs> to be standing out in front of, I don't know how many, how many judges there are and letting them scrutinize me and, and mark, yes or no or, or five and ten or whatever the way yes. they do it so what are some of the obstacles you had to get through sort of mentally to actually achieve that i know you you're an international champion yes australia and united states so what does it take um to overcome those um obstacles personally well, me personally, I think that's that's one of the keys in working with someone that believes in you and have a vision so i you know, gratefully was uh, connected with their right trainer that taught me discipline and focus and how to be centered and grounded that kind of like kept me on the path of the journey and competing and knowing that it wasn't really so much about the placings. It was about honoring yourself and completing the mission and doing what you came to do. And in the midst of that, you know, of course, winning the shows is, is always nice, too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which she did do as the first African-American woman to win in Australia, correct? Yes, I competed in Australia. I was actually there just uh, for a lovely, wonderful experience to work and live overseas. And I eventually competed and was the first African-American to win. And that was amazing because I had so many women from Africa and Greece and other countries that decided to step up and and uh, bring their culture to the forefront mm. in that arena. So honored, That's honored. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you. So you talked a little bit about grounding and balance, uh, and that came into play with your first trainer. What does that mean? What what for you? What is it to be grounded or to be balanced? Well, in, in regards to bodybuilding and then going back into grounding, there's a space that um, I call the sacred space that we all have within us. And it requires that we go within and, and pull from that space. And being grounded is just being really calm and centered in who you are, accepting who you are, and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. that, that's my definition of, of being grounded. Yeah. And when you think of being grounded, do you do like, cause I know, so most of you know, I'm a yoga teacher. And when we go into grounding exercises in yoga, um, we will do things like literally <laughs> imagine roots coming out from our Beautiful. body to, to help connect us to the earth and to feel rooted and grounded. Um, what is the practice for you to get rooted? Um, I would like, I, I like to be alone. Um, mm. I, I like to find my space of just quietness and I, I disconnect from, from the world and social media and my cell phone and I get quiet. And it's amazing because, you know, in our day-to-day -day lives, there's so many things that we're giving our attention to and focus on. So there's so much power and just, I don't know, just being alone and, and having quiet time and space and thinking and feeling to yourself. 
Mm. It's very rejuvenating. That ties <laughs> back into the um, being comfortable getting uncomfortable because I know a lot of people who I speak to about taking time in silence, even if it's um, not in depth or deep meditation, you know, you're just sitting and taking time to be alone. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. Wow, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So right, being away from folks. Yeah. yeah, or setting your phone aside for a moment or just taking the time to be by yourself. That means that you're going to notice the thoughts and the feelings that are present. And that, um, again, must mean that you have a process for what you do. How, how do you cleanse or ground when there's thoughts and feelings going on i think because i've been on this journey of doing the work and it does it that's what it is it's work you have to you have to consciously work on it right um it and that's why we meditate right it, we get a, we get a chance to work on being grounded and quieting our minds and listening to our bodies and listening to our thoughts and i think that's really all it is just being with self uh releasing judgment you know, mm. there is no good, right, wrong, or bad. It's just being with self and feeling the feelings, not living in them, staying in them, stuck with them, but just feel it. Just yeah. feel it and um, listen to yourself and give yourself permission. I think that's another thing. Give yourself permission to be with yourself mm -hmm. and know that that's okay. Yeah, whatever the feeling is, right? That yeah. it comes, you feel it. And uh, I really have started implementing like a once I acknowledge one that I'm going to sit and be with the feeling or the thought, then yes. I will go into um, allowing it to move through. So maybe that means crying. Maybe that means sweating. Maybe that means uh, doing something that helps my body physically move the emotion through. Um, and then once the emotion is moved through, I think that there's still opportunity to um, like place a positive affirmation, Oh, powerful. you know, like to just, so, so maybe it's like you're moving through the anger. Um, once I've witnessed it and I'm letting it move through now, I, I maybe might just say, I release this anger. I, I, I choose to let it go. And it's just that, um, belief of it, or I bring in peace, you know, maybe it's, um, the counterpart. There's a quote that says, um, that the antidote to a negative self, any type of negative self is, um, to cultivate the opposite, right? Exactly. So, I, so when I'm done feeling whatever I know I need to release, I try to think of what is the opposite? How can I cultivate? <laughs> so if it's anger, then I'm going to cultivate love. Do you have something like this? or Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a process. Like I said, doing the work, you have to listen to the thoughts and the feelings. And if it doesn't feel good, right, that's, those are huge indicators. Then we just replace it with something a little bit more softer and gentle and caring and loving and, and it becomes easier, and then we want to do it a lot more and mm -hmm. more conscious of it. That, that was something I thought about. When you had to do the, w to get to the point of excellence, because really when you meditate and you plan for this and you, you've, you've gotten to the best self, right? you've gotten to the best self, you've gotten to, to be a champion, um, did you have to let go of things? Did you have to, did you have to clean house, so to speak, on certain activities or certain rituals or people and if so how did how did you do that well i i like to say i kept it simple and i just i did the work um every every step requires a whole different uh process uh everything we do in life is acquiring and releasing <laughs> right? yes we're gaining things and letting go things for example 
Aww. I love to talk about the closet, our closets, right? <laughs> you know, when you do the spring cleaning and, yeah. and you're like, okay, let me get rid of this. I'm not wearing this. And maybe I can give this to someone else. And over time, if you notice that closet space gets filled back up, that's just what happens. Whether if yeah. it's a new blouse or a new dress or those new sandals that you were looking at, or the new pair of shoes you wanted, you will eventually feel back up that space. So we're constantly in an energy of letting go things and acquiring new. And that's that's also a part of our work as well. Mm. Well, it, I think sometimes that we, we hang on to things that maybe don't always serve us the best. We get yes. attached to it. You know, whether it's food or yes. drink or just things that take up our time. Maybe it could be our phone or television and having the discipline to do the work. Because I would imagine you being a champion and being at that high level, you had to kind of make some decisions that said, hey, this is either going to serve me or not serve yes. me. Yeah. Am I going to have that chocolate cake tonight? Yeah. Or, <laughs> right? Right. Or, or am I not, right? Right. Yeah, it's, it's discipline at, at the highest level, and uh, it's, uh, it's rewarding because it carries into other areas of our life, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, uh, because I know you and love you, that that discipline is carried over now, and even though you're not competing, you're here in Hawaii in yes. more of a healing space, and I see you exercising that discipline and that she hasn't had alcohol in something like six <laughs> months, I, I think. It's and that's, been six months. Yeah. I still, I'm like, wow. Wow. Kudos. <laughs> that's yes. something to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it a conscious type of thing where you said, I'm going to just test myself. I'm going to I'm going to gauge like my need for it or not for it. You know, you know, it started with me admiring other women that didn't drink. And I remember yes. thinking, wow how do you do that? <laughs> right? You know, I love my, my, my glass of red wine at dinner <laughs> and I, I love a nice cold beer sometimes with my hot wings. I don't know, but I just, there was something in me that I always just kind of admired women that who, who owned it. Yes. And, and I thought, wow, what if I could, what if I could learn that discipline and know what that would feel like to be in that space? And I've kind of grabbed a hold of it and here I am six months Six months, no drinking through this whole quarantine as well. So awesome. that's been <laughs> we say that alone has been another. Uh, <laughs> but really, it's self love too, yeah. right? Yes. Because you've compiled the one day on top of the next of doing something that you knew would serve you, and it's a beautiful example of self love. Absolutely. Speaking of self love, Nicole, what are some of, what are some of your rituals that you do every day? Oh well, you know when you were talking, I couldn't <laughs> help but to think you said it's about a give and receive, right? And pranayama or breath in yoga which we've talked about i'll say it over and over and over again okay uh, prana is energy or life force and yama to give or receive or to expand and contract nice. and you said we're constantly expanding and contracting and so my greatest tool is breath is a truly mm -hmm. a conscious breath thinking about an inhale and an exhale and maybe even holding on the inhale and the exhale um, but with balance. So then that way there is this exchange of giving and receiving. Um, so it happens for me greatly with the breath work and that okay. can, because that can go anywhere. You can be driving and, and breathing mindfully. You can be, um, getting ready to do your blood pressure at the doctor's office and simply taking those like five deep inhales and exhales will literally, um, lower your blood pressure. It will slow down your metabolism. 
Um, and I think that that gets multiplied when you start to meditate, when you actually take more than just five deep breaths, uh, you move into five minutes of deep breaths, or maybe you do alternative nostril breathing before, and that allows you to really prepare yourself for um, these greater benefits that come from meditation, including wow. your, yeah, your blood pressure, your metabolism, your pulse, um, pulse rate, they all decrease when you meditate. So that's a major tool for me. Thank you for sharing that. Pretty, pretty interesting. So take me through, you're in your car, right? Take me through Nicole's moment of your breath work, oh, maybe when you're in the car. <laughs> what does okay. that look like? Well, it depends if there's a screaming child in the back or not. No. <laughs> okay. uh, but there, there is definite power to a deep inhale through the nose and then an exhale out of the mouth. You know, and for the little kids, I always say smell the flower and then blow out the candle. It's really simple. But it's the idea that you're um, taking the moment to say, I'm going to nourish myself right now. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm not going to grab my phone or mess with the radio. I'm going to take these 10 deep breaths. And perhaps a lot of times I associate love or light with the breath. So I'm imagining love coming in or light coming in and fulfilling my body <laughs> every little cell and then coming out how about you Kaola? beautiful what do I you do, as do a that, I, mean, I do the same thing when i'm driving even when i'm not driving when i'm just at home uh, on my own taking breath for me that's i do a lot of breath work myself so nostril in, inhaling and holding and then exhaling and that helps to you know, bring down stress in, mm -hmm. in my in my day, or also just help me to get grounded and more clear. Uh, when things get cluttered and they just feel like I don't have a grasp on to what, what I'm going to do next, it just kind of helps me to get more clarity. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Deepak Chopra is one of my favorite teachers out there, and he has an analogy that ties into nature, and it's um, that the mind, like say when we're driving, it and we've got our work on our mind, we're heading into our morning meeting <laughs> and our kids and, and or whatever else is going on, then the mind is busy like the ocean, way in deep in the Pacific. You know, there's yes. big waves and you could drop the Empire State Building into that Pacific Ocean and you wouldn't really notice on the shorelines Anything. the difference in the waves. Um, but that when we take time to breathe and to meditate, mm. Uh, the mind gets still like a body of water that is like a pond. And then the pond being still, you could drop one pebble into the pond that could be love or light and the, that will ripple to all of the edges of the pond. So I, I like that. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, thinking yeah. of your mind as water and just calming that water. That's a nice, that's a nice thought. So, so about self, let me get to this thing about self love. Cause you look at Kimberly, she's, put together well always looks so good she's always people. tight right and on point <laughs> look her um, up i'm like underdressed <laughs> for this facebook live by the way folks um oh, but tell me what you me do <laughs> so tell me some of the things that you do just to for self-care kim i mean um you know what do you do to just take care of yourself that really maintains your self-care is self? simple i think one of the best ways of self-care could be laughter 
Mm. You know, taking time to laugh. You know, we got so many things going on in, in life that requires us to think so much and figure out tomorrow what do we got to do tonight for dinner and all those things. But just laugh. Like, I don't know, be silly sometimes. <laughs> don't take yourself too serious. Yeah, lighten up a little bit, right? Yeah. We're here. No one's going to get out alive. Yeah. So let's just yeah. <laughs> right. have fun, right? Enjoy this ride. So laughter is good for the soul. And just being easy on yourself is a great way of, of self-love. Yeah. And uh, I kind of make fun of myself a lot. That right. keeps it easy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing myself some love. And then that goes into other things that I do as far as like, you know, I'm from Mississippi. We we love Noxzema. <laughs> 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 and uh, that reminds me of being That's at Grandma's secret, house. <laughs> the secret is Noxzema. <laughs> Noxzema, right? There you go. So when I, when I, you know, before bed, I'm cleansing my face and I put my Noxzema on and I, smell the aroma of it it reminds me of being at grandma's house and it's just like oh self-love yeah right <laughs> yeah simple things the simple things it really is we, we sometimes yeah. forget that and i know for f- women they got the kids the house like before i came over here you know nicole was cleaning up her house is impeccable but she was still cleaning Not on always. top of that <laughs> like anything out of place is like another thing to do <laughs> But so we, we get busy with just the day-to-day operations of the details. And sometimes it's difficult to to pause and, you know, do the Naxima. Yes. Or, or you know, f- even forget to laugh. Mm. Laugh, you know, yeah. Yeah. What about food um, stuff? Do you eat anything in particular that you like to, to take in because it's, it's good for you or you just feel like it, it gives you good self-care? Food. I am a seafood girl. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely get my fair share of seafood. But, um, you know, I love greens. Anything green, yeah. I, I really do. It's, I know people talk about eating your veggies, yes. but I really am a green food girl. I love asparagus. I love cream. I love spinach. I love broccoli. Anything green. Yes. I, I love it. So. A good color. Yeah. That's the heart chakra right <laughs> there. That's the place of balance. <laughs> that yes. is it right there. It is Mother Earth, too. Yeah, Fruit, awesome. Fruits. I love fruits. Hawaii has the best pineapple. Doesn't oh, it? my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it only took a year to grow mine. Just yeah. one year. Did you know that's how long no. it takes? Yeah, a long time. It takes a long time. But we're lucky in Hawaii. We have a great selection of fruit, although they have a lot of sugar. Yes. They're, they're, they're great. I mean, they're succulent. Right? It's good sugar. Yeah, good sugar. <laughs> what about supplements? Do you do supplements? Supplements. Well, I am right now doing a detox. So I do a daily detox where I basically I have this little sachet of detox I put in my water and I drink it in the mornings. If I have it at night, I kind of like to make a hot tea mm-hmm. and add it in there with the lemon and just kind of sip it. And it's very soothing. And, and it, how long will cleanse. you do that for? Well, it's it's a daily routine that I've just started. Well, it's been about two months, but uh, it's something I will continue to do because I've noticed my skin is clearing up and uh, my foods are digesting better and I have a little bit more energy. I don't feel as sluggish when I have a big meal. Nice. So benefits to that, yes. If there are listeners that wanted to check out what that detox was, how would they find you? Well, they could actually just uh, reach out to me, and I can I can send them over some information at TLC Fitness Lifestyle at gmail dot com. That's my actual email address, and wow. uh, I'd be TLC I'd be like tender loving care. TLC, yes. What is it? TLC it stands for Total Life Change. Actually, okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> TLC. What was the whole? Th- yes. So what was the whole address? It's TLC. TLC. Uh huh. 
Fitness lifestyle. Fitness lifestyle at Gmail. At Gmail, absolutely. Gotcha. And uh, anybody reach out to me, I can send them out some free samples and yeah, they can try it out and see how they feel. Good. So, so you're um, a fitness person. You have, uh, you're, and in, in, of course, a businesswoman too. So you got yes. some business going on. Um, you want to tell us about that? How is how has your business been? I mean, how has it been helping you, and how do you maintain it? Well, business is good because, you know, when I started this journey, like I said, we all have to do our work. And it was a personal journey for me of detoxing. And when I say personal, meaning detoxing every area of my life, not just my body, sure, but detoxing so. my mind, detoxing my body, detoxing my soul. And I think being in Hawaii, it's brought this immense um, attention to the areas of my life that I needed to work on. And I thought, why not do it all? Right. <laughs> let's 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 go deep. Let's go deep. <laughs> let's go deep and do it. Right. We're going to do it. Let's just do it all at one time. And what better place to do it in Hawaii? <laughs> so and it's been it's been coming in full circle of, of healing. You know, since I've been in Hawaii, I've had a, a huge amount of healing, uh, letting go things and also gaining more insight of who I am and what my work is to do and purpose. It's such an important message for all the young women and or the caretakers of the young women to remember that we have to let go of things. It's really important, including people, including environments um, that gets sometimes left out of the whole idea of detox. So I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah, yes. I learned a lot. I mean, here we talked just to recap what I heard. We heard, talked a lot about um, self-love. Right, that doing the things that we doing the work, doing the work that we need to do, we need to detox and let go of things that make us um, not so healthy or not so productive, right? And um, and then the healing part of it, being here in Hawaii, I guess that's a great place to heal. A lot of people have healing a lot of islands. sadness, <laughs> the healing islands, yes. and I think a lot of people are struggling, you know. So when they hear a, a voice like yours and a story like yours. It gives them some inspiration, some hope. Absolutely. And like I said, um, giving ourselves permission, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm pretty sure I still have a lot of things to work through. But it's just being real with myself and saying, hey, you know what? I got some things I need to work on. You know, I got some habits and behaviors that's not serving me. And um, sometimes life experiences will expose that, you know, mm -hmm. in, in different ways. But until we face it and deal with it, they'll continue to come. So I decided to just, let's just detox this out. What, what do we need to do? Let me get connected to God and yeah. let him do some work on me. Yeah, being able to be honest with yourself. That's that's what I hear there. Like, I got yes. work to do and I got to be honest about it. And I got to accept the message. And I'm Because some people don't want to hear about what they got to work oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's... It's right. a whole nother show. Yeah, right? I was just thinking, now we're tying into the yamas and the niyamas because this is the foundation. You got to be honest. You've got to give credit to creator or something higher than yourself. And that's the, the setup for having yeah. a, a calm mind. Absolutely, Nicole. Part of it. I think we should, that, that should be one of your topics for the next one. And it is going to be. Yeah. It, it's a foundation for... Uh, meditation so yoga has the eight limbs of yoga so coming up on some of the future shows we'll be talking about those first two limbs which are yama and niyama um, and truthfulness and um, you know giving honor to a create something greater than yourself as part of that as well 
That's cool. Yeah. Well, maybe we can have Kim come visit us again. We'd Absolutely, I'd be honored. Yeah. This yeah. is this is awesome. We just, we just uncovered a couple layers. <laughs> I know there's a lot more to uncover. Yeah, it's there like is. an onion. It's know? like an onion. Yeah, peeling away the layers. It's just all the layers coming <laughs> back. Cry through each one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I let it out. <laughs> I'll go with the lotus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the petals open one at a time. But you know, onions, <laughs> lotus, same, same. Right. <laughs> same stuff. Same tears. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you so much. You guys are really fun. A lot of fun to hang out with. Yeah, we, we <laughs> to all the Facebook people out yeah. there, too. I hope this is good, and thank you for tuning in. Yeah, so don't forget to check us out. Um, give us some likes and some love. We are totally appreciate it. Um, and don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, Spotify. The show is called Remembering Venus, Simple Feminine Wisdom. This is Nicole Don. Nicole, what is the website again? www.simplefemininewisdom.com. You'll find the podcast there, and I'll look forward to connecting with you all. And so today we'd like to thank Kim Truitt. It's true. Yeah. Kim Truitt. Don't forget to reach <laughs> out to her if you need to get more information. TLC um, Fitness, lifestyle. Fitness Lifestyle at gmail.com. Yes. For Kim Truitt and Nicole Don, I'm Kaola Akana. Until next time, we'll see you folks. You take care. Love and light. Love and light.